This is a Media 8 production. This podcast may have explicit themes and swearing and may not be suitable for children. Well, that I was still engaging um, with my coach for a little bit at that, at that time back then and had to go, I was doing a bit of John Martini stuff and just getting that right. And I remember sitting down at the Combsley uh, hockey fields down where they are now and I'm sitting on the water's edge there and had to go and write a thousand reasons why I was grateful for being broke. Um, took me eight hours, I got 276 and went back to my coach and said, please sir, can we have a chat? Um, and he goes, we'll have a chat, but you've got to go write the other thousand. The world is full of amazing people and once a week I get the opportunity to interview one of them. My name is Brett McCallum and this is Awesome Human. Today's awesome guest is John Bellamy, an awesome engaging conference workshop speaker. He's the guy organisations, small and large, come to when they want to know how to turn more conversations into cash. And we all love cash. John lives on the Gold Coast and works with CEOs, business owners and entrepreneurs in order to get more conversations with their ideal future customers. John believes that daily actions equals results. And he wants you to experience the same from the moment you work with him. Welcome, mate. Welcome. How are you? I'm great. Mate, turning conversations into cash. Sounds like a winner. Who, who doesn't want cash, right? Oh, yeah, my cash is king. It's, it's funny. It's really funny. But the yeah. amount of conferences I go to where they say, can you change cash into like clients or customers? Oh, fuck that. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so I was like, Seriously. No, we want cash. Let's not hide around it. What do you think about not-for-profits? Uh, well, funny enough, I used to have a recruitment company that serviced non-for-profits and yeah. uh, it, it's a tax status. And the minute that more non-profit organizations realize that, the better they'll actually be. That's true. That's true, mate. Yeah. I don't believe in not-for-profit. Yeah. I believe in profit for a purpose. Yeah. So I'd rather make a shit ton of money and then use that for good yeah. as opposed to, oh, how can we spend this money so we don't have to pay tax on it? Yeah. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, enough about that. <laughs> mate, the whole purpose of Awesome Humans is to get an understanding of who you are, yeah. what your life's been like, all that sort of funs, ups and downs yeah. and all that sort of stuff. We got introduced from a friend, a mutual friend, Nav, yeah. who I believe is now um, one of your clients. Yes, yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll go into that a bit more shortly. But mate, I love to always start this at the very beginning. Okay. Okay. What's your first ever memory? First ever memory. How far back can you go? Oh, mate, it would probably the one that's ingrained um, it would would be would be sitting on a on a stool. Mm. So not a comfortable stool. Just a stool in the backyard, naked, nude with nude with dad cutting your hair. <laughs> Do you have a bowl and he cut oh, around the bowl? It was, no, no bowl, but it was just it was <laughs> no that that would have been that would have been a hairstyle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you would have been nude, so you didn't get hair on the clothes <laughs> yeah, too. Correct, right? correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how old do you reckon you were then? Oh, probably four or five or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Isn't it funny? Yeah. And what will happen during this whole process, yeah. your mind will just go, oh, actually, I remember. Oh, right. <laughs> and you'll keep going. That went, that went on for years. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So where were you born? Uh, I was born in originally Chelsea down in Melbourne and, and pretty much grew up all my life in, in Queensland. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you are a Melbournean or are you yeah. a Queenslander? Well, I love the, the same storm. thing. Really, I go, go for the storm. Love AFL, but you know, yeah. Who do you go for in the AFL? Uh, St Kilda. That's we're, right. we're not. We're not doing too good. I can figure. I'm a Swanies <laughs> fan, so, so that's all right. As long as it wasn't Collingwood, I'm good. That's mum's <laughs> so, team. So yeah. where'd you uh, where'd you go to school? I uh, went where? to school uh, down in Beanley. Uh, so mum mum was a teacher. So went to primary at St Joseph's down at Beanley, and then high school um, in the city in the valley at St James. Uh, okay. Awesome school. Yeah. Religious schools. Uh, yeah, they're both Catholic schools, yeah. Okay. So you're brought up as a Catholic? I was brought up as a as a Catholic, yes. And you're still it, practicing it, 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 it didn't stick 
It didn't. Um, stick. It didn't stick very long. How, how many direct that sticks to? Mm, I don't know. It's they're, they're a pretty good marketing organisation. Well, so they, yeah. so mate, they make a shit ton of money. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you that. But um, so, how was school? Like, did you did you enjoy it? Were you a were you a jock? Were you a nerd? What were you? Um, probably probably in between. Like, I definitely like definitely with everyone. De- definitely wasn't an academic um, yeah. by by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I, I love sport. Always always love sport. Um, okay at math and, and all of those types of things. But I was, you know, I was that solid C to B student. Like it, was, it. it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. a solid C, mate. <laughs> yeah. The way I look at life is if, oh, from back then, not yeah. now, but yeah. C got me through. Yeah. Didn't get me in trouble. Didn't make well, me a hero. Yeah. It was all good. Yeah. But I got to play sport if I got C, so, yeah. <laughs> so I continued that. Yeah. Yeah. School, was, school was good, but, you know, so I'll do it again. Nah. Do you remember primary school? Not really that much in primary school. Yeah, yeah. Not. So did you have a group of mates back then? You went through the whole way through. Yeah, yeah. Went went through went through with a bunch of mates there. Probably stay in contact with maybe one of them from primary school days and, yeah. and high school. Probably three of them. Nowadays, uh, yeah. Nowadays, yeah. 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 So I got a, yeah. I got a group that's about thirty of us that we yeah. all went to school together. Yeah. And we um we we continue we catch up once a year we do that sort of stuff but there's like. Probably five or six I played under five soccer with. Yeah. Like, so we're talking like 41 years ago. Yeah. And, uh, mate, we're still really good mates. Yeah. It's it's bizarre. It's so unusual compared to everyone else I talk to because I I suppose I've never moved on. I've always stayed (laughs) as a child. I've never grown up maybe. (laughs) But, yeah, no, it's interesting. Like, so the the dude you know from primary school, um, obviously be mates for life. Well, you yeah, look back I mean, now, well, it's a long time ago. It's it's one of those things like we hardly ever catch up. Mm. But when we catch up, it was like it was yesterday. Hundred percent. Yeah. So it was, you know, it's it's funny, and in the same with the guys with the high with high school, maybe see him, speak to him a couple of times a year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny, isn't it? It's normal. You know? <laughs> so when you went, uh, you lived in Beanley as well, or uh, no, lived live, lived in Morningside. So I grew up in Morningside, and okay. uh, yeah, only reason we On went down peninsula. to Beanley did. Yeah, mum, mum worked down there, so oh, okay. yeah, so it was just easier get in the car with mum and, and drive to school. So you then went into the city, into the big smoke into for the city. high school, eh? I didn't, I didn't fit the um the the realm of of the original high school that we we're gonna that I was gonna go to. So, oh, you didn't. No. So we got moved. Didn't so, we? so so I got moved happily, <laughs> happily. What was the original one? Uh, Trinity down at Beanley. Nothing wrong with the school. I just yeah. did. It was more academic based, and I just, oh, okay. just not academic. Yeah. So was that a conversation of? Hey, mum, that's not really for me. Or was it like, uh, hey, think, John, that's not for you? I think it was probably a combination. Like, okay. it, was, it was good that they could sort of see uh, he's not doing, you know, as amazingly <laughs> as we probably would, and or he could, or he could do. So maybe <laughs> let's just let's just change it up. So yeah, yeah. yeah and you so, glad that happened? Oh, I love St James in the Valley is an awesome school. Oh, is it? Yeah, we. I mean, we had so many. It's such a multicultural school, fifty-four or something different cultures or something. When I was oh, there. Wow. Um, we, we, we played world cup soccer. There was that many representatives, <laughs> like, no joke. We were on the, on the tennis courts playing world cup soccer. Cause we didn't have a, didn't have a football field yeah, anywhere yeah. around. Um, but it was great. Teachers were awesome. It was real. it's that practical hands-on education where, Hey, if you want help, bring your lunch in over lunchtime. We'll sit back as a teacher and actually help oh, you. Oh, isn't that good? Yeah. It was, it was awesome. A lot of schooling, time. mate. Yeah. It's fun, actually funny. Teacher. funny. Yeah, I bet you there was discipline then too. Oh, there, there not was, like these days. No, there was still. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't step a foot out of line. You'd well, get and the strife. thing is, because you were like, not that they ever did it, but you were worried that they were gonna. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, but I think as well it was that it was that that respect. That's the word. Yeah, it's the word that's missing these days. Yeah. I reckon, mate. There's no respect in these schools. Yeah. You're not allowed to say something to a certain kid in case they get offended. Yeah. What? The, what? Seriously? <laughs> yeah. What's that all about? Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So, family, you're a single child, you've got brothers, sisters? Ah, uh, no, one of five. One of five? Yes. Which number? Uh, I'm four. Number yeah. four. Yeah. So, you've got one younger? 
one younger. And so do you have uh, middle really, child syndrome? Not really. I mean, we're, does the one above you? Uh, no, not really. Like oh, really? we, we oh, also we all sort of do our own thing. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not like I'm not, like. Don't get me wrong. Family's not a huge value of mine. Yep. Um. So I catch up with everybody and all of that, but it's just it's not like like my partner Natalie. Like family for her is her number one value. Okay. Like you know, whereas me, it's like yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Cool. We respect each other and good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So still speak to mum and dad every week oh, and go and see them and all that. But yeah. yeah, it's just yeah. So boys, girls, what's above and below? Uh three girls, two boys. So above me, uh, brother, and then two older sisters and a younger sister. Okay. Yeah. So who got sport the most? Oh. You know they're probably going to listen to this. So. Yeah, actually, I, I don't, I don't think any of us really. Oh, really? Like, they were pretty good. Like, mum and dad were pretty good. They grew up, they, they were teachers, yeah. um, you know, from that aspect. And, you know, it was it was just sort of like they did everything as a family and it was very supportive family and all that type of stuff. So there was not, but there, I don't think there was any real, oh, no, no, we'll do this one more for that one. So And yeah. were, were they academics or sports people? Mum and dad were academics. So yeah, they both course. had their masters and, and all of that. So education was quite high. So needless <laughs> to say, I'm sure there's a disappointment from my end um, massively in, in that regard. Well, from an education standpoint, but yeah. Yep. And so yeah. what do the brothers and sisters do now? Uh, I've, got a, I've got a sister who's uh, in government. Um, okay. Yeah, so she, she's up uh, Bribey. I've got another sister who's, uh, I think she's just started back in the finance. She's just coming back in after having babies for years yeah. and all of that. And my uh, brother's a plumber and my youngest sister, I think, is in beauty. So Do you know what I love? Like you got four, I've got four kids, right? Yeah. And uh, my oldest is 16, my youngest is nine. Yeah. So I've got like year 11, year 10, now year six and year five. And yeah. so we've got a long way to go. Yeah. But none of them know what they want to do. Yeah. And so I just I love hearing these stories where like they've probably got no idea what you do for a living. That's no. the bit I love about it too because, like, no one knows what I do. <laughs> and I love the fact we're entrepreneurs, yeah. right, yeah. and we sit there and we, we can do whatever we want. What do you do? You must just sit on the beach all day. Oh, yeah. yes, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no work whatsoever. I travel for work and I go away for work and I come back and um, the boys say to me, how was your holiday, Dad? I was like, seriously, man, I'm walking 18 hours a day. I'm working my nuts off. It wasn't a holiday, yeah. but that's fine if that's what you think. But, no, I think it's great listening to sort of these stories where – there's five kids and they all do completely different stuff. Yeah. Like you literally got um, a plumber, yeah. <laughs> you're an entrepreneur, you got government workers. It's really interesting. I, I know when, I, when I'm older and we sit back and go, okay, what did our kids achieve and all that sort of stuff, we're proud of them anyway. Yeah. But just looking at the diversity of it, it must be, uh, yeah. must be pretty funny. Been to uni three times, haven't graduated yet. Well, that was my next question. <laughs> so you, you went, you went finished high school, year, year 12? Yeah, yeah, did, did grade 12. And uh, what, they have OPs or something up here? Yeah, OPs. That, you see, see, that was the clincher for me. Yeah. Um, that, that really hurt that day. OP day? Yeah, OP day. You know, we I, had TER day in New South Wales. Yeah, yeah. It is the, it is the most unfairest system on the it's planet. shit. Yes, I agree. Um, I went to, you know, one of my mates back then, different schools, pretty much the exact same subjects, yeah. exact same grades, exact same QCS or whatever it is score. And, uh, I was always told I should get between like a six and 11 as an OP rank. Yeah. And I got a 21. He got his eight. And I'm like, really? How's that work? How's that work? Um, so instantly, mum wasn't happy. I just ripped it up and, you know, away we go. Yeah. Oh, you got to apply for uni and all of that. Lasted two minutes and I was just like, this is this definitely isn't for me. No. Um, so I went and started knocking on doors. Oh, really? And so you went, did you go to uni there at the time? Or uh, I, no, I did. I, I went straight out and got a job and then I was trying it part-time and it was just like, you're just teaching me more theory, which is What did you do at uni? What was uh, the business, subject? Business degree, business. which is probably the worst degree anyone could do on the planet. Yeah, it doesn't teach you anything. Well, you about do a business. Bachelor of Arts. Well, well, but I think because of the diversity in that range, you yeah, probably yeah, actually get more, more more openness. But yeah, it's, it's it was one of those things. So I just I actually started um, 
you know, ads in the newspaper back then and yep. uh, started knocking on doors and selling stuff. And and so here you, we are. You were, you were single <laughs> at the time? Single at the time. So uh, how did you go on the ladies' front through school? Uh, I was probably, well, mum and dad were pretty strict Catholics, so it wasn't yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, didn't, re- cool. didn't really date until <laughs> till after high school yeah. and all of that type of thing. So, you know, had had some fun. It was I stayed single for a while, got married when I was um, 24, got divorced uh, about 10 years later. Uh-huh. And uh, you got a nine-year-old. She started grade five today. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, so she just shot me the photo through before of her hairstyle. Excellent, um, so which is the most important thing. Most important year five. My year five boy did yeah. the same thing, yeah. so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, so I did that and, uh, you know, that, that was a fun journey. Yeah. Um, great mum. Just so 24 years out. old. 24, got married, and built a couple of houses. Do you think that was and, that you were yeah. too young? No, I thought no, I thought so I got was, married at twenty two. I wasn't too young. Yeah. I'm still married now. But yeah. no, uh, I think when you know, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, it was just, you know, after after that time, you know, people grew up. up. Uh at a pub. At a know? pub? Yeah. Yeah. So it was good. Like, hey, you go, love, do you want to be? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, so I'm old I'm an old fashioned kind of yeah, you know, yeah, I love it. have a beer first and then we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So uni failed. Yeah. Round one. Yeah. Yeah. You went and you started putting ads. What were the ads you were putting in the paper? Oh no no! So I I, I responded oh, to it. Yeah, look, looked at the ads yeah. in the paper and went, well, you know, the usual thing. Hey, if you can't if you can't go to you know university, well, you better go get a job. Yep. And what's the highest paying job on the planet is learning how to sell stuff. And what mum and dad um, think of this whole process? Went very went very. You still uh, home? Happy? No, oh, I was I was then. Yeah. yeah, yeah, at that time. I mean, they they, they just wanted to, obviously they want the best for you. They're supportive, um, but <laughs> I um like to even just before Christmas. Last year, so we're talking a couple of a month ago or whatever. Still to this day, Dad goes, "You know, I really think you should go to university and go get a teaching degree." <laughs> Just doesn't understand. Just doesn't understand. Oh my! I love it. I was the uh, I was one of the youngest bank managers in Australia. Okay. I was nineteen years old, and uh, I uh, I'm not going to say scammed. That's the wrong word. I I, I became a bank manager, um, sort of by default, in effect. But my mum was so proud that I was a bank manager. So she was like, oh, and when I You've stopped being it. a bank manager, it was devastating because the title wasn't there anymore. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's that's fine. And I still reckon to this day she'll turn around and go, oh, gee, I wish you were a bank manager. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and I think it's that, that's, it's that identity crisis. Like 100%. the amount of people we speak to now where it's like, no, 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 I am this or I am mm. this job title. And you're like, no, you're actually, you know, who you are. Yeah. Just a human. Are you a good human being? Cool. That's all that matters. Thumbs up. I say that to my kids all the time. I don't care what your marks are at school. Well, seriously, don't. As long as you get 100% in attitude and 100% that you're a good kid, you you win. And if that then translates that you're a really shit student, well, you're a shit student. Who cares? Like there's opportunities for all of us. I got got 36 out of 100 in my TER as it was at the time, which is similar to your OP. I was probably an OP like 122. (laughs) Um, I went to university for a day. Didn't like that. That wasn't for me. So I did the same thing. I quit and then went looked at ads in the paper. But it's it's really funny. Like talking about kids at school, my daughter finished grade four last year. And, um, you know, it's just the way that they grade at it. It frustrates the hell out of me. She, she get the report card. There's an explanation behind English, yes. right? There's an explanation behind how she participated in religion. Well, she goes to a Catholic school, so Fair that's enough. what it is. Um, and then everything else, it's just, you know, at expected level, below expected level or whatever. And she's at expected level. And then she gets below expected level in health and physical education. Yeah. And we're like, no explanation, but we're like, hold on a second. She 
did really well at swimming. She actually represented the school at districts and all that at swimming. She's really well at athletics. She plays tennis every week. She plays basketball. In fact, she plays rep basketball. Um, how did she get below expected standard in grade four when, and this is no disrespect to any other kids or mm. families like that, but she's pretty fit. Yep. Um, and there's other kids there that would be probably pushing 80 kilos in grade mm. four. And you're like, how, like what's, you know. Did you just, ask the question? Did you yeah, we have. School? Yeah. And yeah, what yeah, they, yeah. So, well, they just haven't got a response. Oh, yeah, just, and we're going to talk about this later. Yeah. And one of the things, I wasn't <laughs> going to bring it up a bit later. My next book I'm writing is called Kids Aren't Born Assholes. Yep. That's the name of the book, right? Yep. And it's all about the fact that the way kids are brought up these days, turn them into assholes. Yep. They're not born that way. Yeah, yep. you get taught to become an asshole as a kid. Yep. As you just mentioned, like the 80, 80 kilo kids, some kids can't help it because they're, yep. they're sick or their glands, are whatever that is, that's all good. No yep. problem. You can still be a kind, good still kid. Still be a great kid. You don't have to be a bully, right? Yep. But at the same thing, your kid's having a crack. They're doing this. They're representing yep. this. And they get smacked down by this teacher yeah. she who's, who's probably 120 fucking kilos and they never run a day in their life, yep. who then says you shit at sport. Fuck. Oh, man. It just winds me up. Yeah. Absolutely devastating. Yeah. She's like, she's like, like English, I could understand. Yeah, yeah. Below expected level. If you, if I was that, she was that expected level. She's like, if you gave me below expected level of English, no dramas. But hey, are you kidding me? I live for this stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And mate, they're eight, nine years old. Yeah. Like that's the age we're talking about yeah. here. They understand. Yeah. It's not like a five-year-old or a four-year-old that don't really get it. Yeah. These kids are sitting there going, they're really proud of their, their report card. Yeah. They're, Dad, look what I've done. And it's like, it doesn't look real good, champ. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> really? Good. What's happened there? Yeah. And oh, it's just, I, I think it's atrocious. Yeah, trust and, me insane. Hence, I, no teacher for John. I'm with you. I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you. Dad, no, I'm not going to be a teacher. <laughs> so um, your daughter? Yep. Yeah. So she's nine? Yeah, nine, nine ten this year. Old. Yep. How was that? Mate, when you found out, obviously you're not married to your ex-wife yep. anymore, but yep. but you found out that she was pregnant and you're yep. having a baby. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty exciting because we've been trying for a while. So yeah, it was yeah. like you know it was it was it was awesome. Yeah. Um. She she we we had an amazing pregnancy. Um. She was uh, a nightmare for the first eight weeks. Yeah. Um. Just you know, like a lot of kids are, just couldn't work it out, and yeah. then all of a sudden worked out. Oh, that's what I'm supposed to do with a boob in my mouth. And uh, <laughs> next thing we know, we're all good. Excellent. Uh, but no, she's a she's a great kid. Great and can kid. you explain the feeling when your baby's born? Oh. I don't, I don't know if you can really. It was just, it's, it's just sort of like you were there. You know what I mean? It was like, it's like a it was dream, like, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you're it's just like, really surreal. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, cause we're like, we, we had a couple of names and, and myself, and my ex at the time, we were, we were just like, you know, she came out and we we're like, oh, so we're going to go with this name now? <laughs> it was like, yeah. Okay, cool. That was, that was like the first thing. It was like, okay, we got to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going with that name yeah sweet okay done awesome it's funny isn't it? yeah and it's surreal it's just sort of like that wow yeah it was my daughter's uh my eldest 16th birthday in december and i actually sent a message to my wife congratulating her that we'd kept this thing alive for 16 <laughs> years because we're sitting there on day Get one going shit what the fuck do we do with this yeah. now i remember when we left the hospital and uh my wife's gone do they know we're actually taking the baby with us yeah, <laughs> yeah it's our baby yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like get that through your head honey. <laughs> that's really bizarre isn't it though? it's oh it's so funny like a, a lot of friends and all that we go oh man it was this amazing spiritual experience and, and all of those yeah, things no. and i'm just like i <laughs> literally even now like 10 years later i'm like i can't explain it it was just it was i've never experienced it yeah. again you know, right. and I've had four of them. I've, yeah. I've done the exact same thing four yeah. times. Just going, 
holy shit, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's amazing. Congratulations, then, you're now responsible. Exactly, yeah, yeah you're now an adult. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm not ready to be an adult yeah. yet. <laughs> but it's quite funny, then you go through the whole phases and everything. So do you see her much now? Yeah, yeah I see her. She spends every other week with me. And then, oh, awesome. Uh, yeah, and then holidays and all of that type of yeah. stuff. But we speak every day. Are you, are so. you, you're co-parenting in effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be, you know, obviously like every every parent, um, you'd love to see her every single day, yeah. but it is what it is. And, and that, you know. that's a really good point, mate, is yeah. the fact that um, a lot of – these days, a lot of families break up, right? And that's just that's what happens yep. and stuff. And I think you need to, as long as it's all about the kids, that's yep. all that matters. And you got you got to be as a parent, you got to be on the same page for the kid period. Like 100%. That's, that's it. I mean, you can put all your squabbles aside, and that's that's between you. Yep. Yeah. So you've got a new partner. Yeah, new partner. Uh, we've been was it five years now. We're engaged and all that type of stuff. Thank you. And so. are you going to do the big get married the whole thing again or? Probably not. I don't know. Yeah. Like, if, she's if, happy with it. Yeah, she, oh yeah. She's she's well, like she didn't wasn't even keen on getting engaged. Oh. It was just, it was just like she, cause she never never really been a, been a big deal for us. So yeah. it was just sort of like, okay, um, it's pretty cool. You got to do it you, again, though. Yeah, like I mean, it was it was one of those things. You know, it's just yeah, it was it was hilarious. This was another surreal experience yeah. where you're like complete freak out mode on her end to go. What's changing? I'm like, Nothing's changing. You just have a ring on your finger. That's that's it. I'm you know? claiming yeah. you, woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. I own you now. You're mine. Yeah, yeah, no. So how, how did this happen? Obviously, you, you split up with your first wife. Yeah, split up with my first wife. Then you were single again. That's yes. got to be weird. Yeah, single again. That was um, it, it was it was. I liken it to when I left corporate career mm-hmm. and started my own business. Okay, and that makes sense. And just because it's that massive shift, yep. like a huge change. And the the big thing is the time that you have to yourself. Mm. Like I know when I left corporate, it was like instantly three hours a day that I had back of my life from just not traveling. Um, and when I, you know, when I separated, it was just, you know, you essentially you've gone from being with that person for 10, 12 hours a day to you're now on your own. Mm. And you, are you a good alone person? I love being alone. Do you? I love it. So I hate it. Yeah, I hate it's the worst thing for me. Yeah, uh, I, I enjoy working with enjoy being around people. No, no, but my wife like, exactly I like, like John you. time. I call it John time, and that my partner she'll go, oh, go have some John time. I'm like, thank you, I will. Yeah, my, my <laughs> wife's exactly the same. She <laughs> could, she she loves the fact that she can just have her time on her own, yeah. whether it's read a book, whether it's just sit there and just whatever, yeah. meditate, whatever. Yeah, but. Like I've always got, I think my, my mind moves so quickly all the time. I've just got to be doing stuff. And, I, yeah. and it's really bizarre because um, I understand she needs her time. Yeah. And I think that's obviously what your missus yeah. does as well, which is a really good thing. Yeah. Well, I just, I, I love it. I call it rock time, yeah. alone time. Just go for a walk on the beach every day and just like, go have a beer, whatever. Just, Great idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so how'd you meet the new one? Ah, uh, at a pub. At a pub. There's a pattern here. A, yeah, it's it's good. Don't tell it the end pattern, though. You know, <laughs> it can't be ten years and you're out. You're, you're fine. So, do you um do you do you on like believe now you found your your soulmate? I do. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I do. Like, I know people a, say it. No, no, you I do. I mean? She's she's a great chick. I mean, we've got we've got very um like there's complete certain things that are completely polar opposites. Yep. But the core values are pretty similar. I mean, and that's and and there's that level of respect around the things that are dissimilar, yeah. Which is which is great. But that's so. a good thing, hundred percent. Right. My me and my wife are hundred percent opposite to each yeah. other. Yeah. But we've been together since she was seventeen. Yeah. Like we've been there nearly thirty years, and you look at it now and go, "How the fuck has that lasted?" Yeah. And I think that's the that's the key to it. Yeah. Is that we are so different, but yeah. at the same time we are so alike, 
at, in, at the soul level, if you like, if you want yep. to get deep about it. But we, we have the same values and beliefs. Yep. But I do my stuff this way. She does her stuff that way. And we both respect that. Yeah, and I think it's that su- I know the the shit support out of and challenge. Oh, yeah, I was, at, I was at beach volleyball training this morning and I think Nat would have, like, punched me in the face if she, if she could have, you know, and got away with it. It would have been great. Um, I said my wife would have. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just got the looks. A couple oh, the of look. words. Yeah. How good are they? Oh, the look. Amazing. Like, okay, so what you you were looking at ads in papers. Yep. Yeah. Did what was your first one that you actually uh, got? Uh, so I so I started actually working with a modern group of companies um, doing all the old roof restorations. Okay. So, so I started knocking they on doors. Would have been proud. It was it was great knocking <laughs> yeah. on doors and saying, "Hey, mate, you got a crack in your roof? Maybe we should get one of these guys out to come and have a look at it." And um, why, why are we good? And it was it was it was really good. As much as you know, no one likes walking the streets and banging on doors. Yep. Say, let's let's face it, it's not the dream job. Um, but it was it was a shaping job. Like you you handled rejection very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when everyone so, just said, piss off, get out of my house. Yeah. So that was great. And then uh, went and knocked on doors for like Optus and, and all of that when Optus mm-hmm. were launching their telephones and all of that, their local calls so back in the day. You were a door-to-door salesman. Door-to-door sales guy. It, mm-hmm. was, it was great. And um, my, Were you making loot at the time? I, I was with the Optus one, yes. The the modern one, you were, you were definitely making money, but um, it was more more of a canvassing role. So it was more sort of like appointment setting where you okay. get like your, your base and then a little bit more. Yep. Optus was great. Um, and you know, it's one of those hindsight moments where you go, geez, John, you were earning, you know, like 1500, two and a half grand a week as, you know, 18, 19 year old. Um, and you're drinking, you know, a thousand bucks of it. Uh, and then you weren't saving any of it. Um, and you had an opportunity to go and buy an apartment in the Valley for 80 oh, grand. You wouldn't have done that. Though. Let's not be silly. <laughs> yeah, come on. Why, why, why would you do that? And then you look back at it and you go, Oh, that same apartment's now 800 grand. Yeah. You're like, you idiot. Yeah. Um, but Hey, had a good time. And you know, I, you know, you wouldn't uh, other, change it for the world yeah, other, other than maybe owning that apartment, yeah. you know, would have, would have been, would have been cool. But it was, it was just, um, as much as like you were working four or five hours a day and, you know, pulling in full-time income yeah. as a kid, you knew it wasn't going to be forever. Um, you were realistic about that. But you were the man, you're 18, you're making good coin. Oh, ego, ego was strong. Yeah. Ego was very strong. And uh, so were you were in a suit door to door or were you in boardies uh, and a t-shirt? No, no, it was more, more like jeans and a t-shirt okay. or jeans and a collared shirt. Yeah. 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 So that was, um, it was good. I mean, the, the best, the best places, you know, were all that, like, particularly when you're selling pay TV and stuff like that, you always go, the, the lower socioeconomic areas were, yep. were amazing. Um, you'd, you'd be like, how do I get there? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's well, one thing that did baffle me from that was, um, rightly or wrongly, it's really interesting where people put their money. It's, it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Really interesting. It's yeah. funny. Cause, um, I'm I'm looking to invest in some gyms at the moment. That's yep. that's my new train of thought. Yep. There's some gyms. I actually wanted fast food and gym so you could actually do both ends of the scale. Yep. But they say that gym membership doesn't drop during a depression. Yeah. Because people still want to look after their bodies. Yeah. Right. And, and the guilt and the guilt behind it. I don't want to go and cancel. Hundred percent. The other thing that doesn't minimum. is pay TV. Yeah. So like, and mostly in those low socioeconomic areas, I've got to pay for my Foxtel. Yeah. I've got to have my Foxtel. I've got to have my eighty Fo- inch screen. Foxtel smokes and and hundred percent. Yeah. And gambling is the other one. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and it's really interesting when you go into these areas yeah. about how what that priority thing is 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 just so different. Yeah. And like these guys that are here are different to these guys that are here. It's Yeah, I find that really interesting. Yeah. But everyone goes, it's education that changes it. And it is, no. but it, the mindset's got to change first. Yeah, Because there's got to be an undercurrent of, you know, that that I actually want to change something here or else the education's pointless. And it's also about how you parented. Yeah. 
Like, you, you look back through the generations of, and what they learn off them, off them, off them. It's all goes passed down. And yeah. um, whether whether that was good, bad or ugly, it doesn't really matter. It's like then how you take that and you run with that and then you teach your kids and that's yeah. how we all live. Which is why the baby bonus was such an amazing oh. and, and fruitful scheme for the Australian government. Thank you. <laughs> Kevin Rudd, Jesus Christ. And then Arnie Julia. They made make this country great again. That was uh yeah, no, very interesting time. I'll tell you what, um Jerry Harvey loved that though. Uh, <laughs> Harvey Norman, mate. So yeah, he'd be complaining Profit about it years. now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we went went from Optus and then what was next? Uh so yeah, when I was selling uh Optus, um I closed the sale and then I got a phone call a couple of days later. Uh, by this lady and and when you get those phone calls from a, someone you sign up you're like oh great here we go they're going to cancel in the cooling off period I'm yeah. not going to get my calm come on um, and she goes John I, li- I liked your style I thought you were you know a young guy who knew his stuff you could speak to somebody and I want to offer you a job let me be clear you're probably going to be earning a lot less than you're earning now but you're going to get a career and uh, that was uh, a lady by the name of Anne McKechn. Um, she was the state manager of a company called Selmat at the time, their direct mail division. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went, well. So what are you, 19? Uh, yeah, probably 19, 20. Yeah. 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 What was it? Uh, December, yeah, December 15, 1999. There you go. That's the day I started at Selmat. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it would have been. So what yeah, made you 19? make that decision? Well, the I, word career? Yeah, the, the career was definitely there. Good sales, Drank lady, the Kool-Aid. She was great. Um, <laughs> and I was just, you, you get to that point, like I was doing door-to-door for a couple of years and, yeah. and you just get, you just burn out and you're sick of it. It's not like you're burnt out from working because mm. you weren't like working full-time, but you're just, I can't do this forever. This is boring. Yep. And then like, and personally, like you were like, geez, am I actually, am I turning into an alcoholic? Because like literally you will go to your work and then you'll just go and drink. And the answer, and the yes. answer was like, yeah, you're, you're just like, hmm, okay, I'm I'm going to get out of here. So started there on a massive salary, yeah, massive salary of twenty two thousand dollars. Nice, it was amazing. Nice, we had two computers between seven of us. Nice, started as an account coordinator. Yeah, these guys were great. They they had a great culture, great business, great product. They were doing so. I was I was working in the junk mail division, like the letterbox division there, and uh, yeah, that's when I started really. Um, working it. That was for me, that was my business degree. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was like working with a whole range of small businesses. And as I grew, I, you know, went up to like senior business development manager responsible for ag- agency relationships and stuff. And um, it was awesome seeing, you know, the, the Chinese takeaway shop spend 300 bucks versus um, Suncorp Metway spend, you know, 150,000 yeah. on these specific targeted things. Um, so it was, yeah, it was the, the full spectrum and really getting into the psychographics and the demographics and, um, like K, KFC was amazing. They were one of my clients back in the day and we we're getting, um, redemption of the coupons up to 17.8%. Wow. Redemption. That's huge. Within a local area market. It was out of control. That's massive Mate, numbers. Those two for five Zinger burgers back in the day, <laughs> for two, two Zinger burgers for five bucks for that, that would have made Zinger him a killer. did you eat? Oh, <laughs> made them a killing. That's made good. Them a killing. Yeah. So how long were you at Summit? Uh, on and off, I was there for about seven, eight years. Okay. Um, yeah. So I did a I did a long stint, then I left, and then came back and did another. Why did you leave? Uh, I just got to that point where it was just yeah, I got to I got to go. Um, stuff wasn't working where I wanted it to be. You know, ego and all of that was in there yeah. as well. I wanted to be forever long, and um, wasn't happening. So I, I left, and then so where'd you go? Uh, what did I do? 
I'm actually trying to remember. Did you jump out, become an entrepreneur for a little bit, then jump back not, in? Not at not at that point. No, mm-hmm. not at that point. I jumped out. I think I um I sort of I think I had a bit of like a sabbatical as far as I got out of sales <laughs> and all that altogether. Yeah. I think yeah I did a I was um stocking like um oh, what were they like uh, satellite dishes onto pallets like I was like a storeman for a little oh, bit. Okay. I got like I literally yeah. got out yeah um for a little bit. So that happened and then uh, yeah opportunity came to come back and I went, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll come back and do that. And yeah. it, I was just like, nah, great company. Yeah. I was just like, just too, it was, it was at that stage. So I went through before when they were private right through um, when they went public Yep, and just, you know, changes, get, get changed, change changing everything. Beast, and yeah, exactly. And um, decided it was time. So I left from there and went into recruitment and had an opportunity in, in recruitment, worked with Drake um, there for a couple what of years. What sort of recruitment? Uh, I was doing uh, global recruitment, so okay. yeah. So in what I, fields? IT or uh, no, primarily primarily like nursing and um, trades. Okay, yeah. So it was the height of the skill shortage, bringing bring people yep. in from UK and everything. And um, so I was reporting through to Bill Pollock, the owner of Drake, which was great. Um, he, this guy, is an unbelievable. Guy. He's probably mid eighties now. Yeah, statistician by trade. You sit down with him. When I resigned, he flew me down to Melbourne over the Easter weekend. John, come and tell me what's wrong with my company. We spent four days together. Oh, really? Yeah. And just tell, like, literally, just tell me what's wrong with my company. What are we got to do? What are we got to do to fix it? Um, and you know, you try and keep it. Yeah, try and keep me, but it just it wasn't. I I was just I was at that point going through all of that where I was like, I I just want to go and work for myself. And so, when did you drink the Kool Aid? When did you drink the entrepreneurial Kool Aid? I, well, I had a couple of dabbles through there, but not nothing, so nothing let's proper. Let's call them side hustles. Yeah, yeah, little side hustles. When when I was in recruitment, I went. Yeah. There is some serious like opportunity here. Um, there's and and what I found what like really niching down there were and this is where the nonprofit space came into it. Um, in the global recruitment side of things, I was like, okay, well we've got that there, but they're more longer term deals. Yep. They take six twelve months to come across. Um, and I was like, there's another vertical here, the nonprofit sector that no one's no one's servicing. And when I was there with Drake, we were building relationships, but because our rates were more private enterprise of rates, course. was too expensive. So um, I went, there's something here. So when I left, I actually um, opened up a business called Not-For-Profit Recruitment, believe it or not. There you go. Yeah, so, you know, sort of pigeonholed <laughs> yourself box. that way. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, we started just uh, engaging people at a, about two and a half grand as a consultancy fee just to kick things off and then we'd do a placement on the back end. Yep. Um, but it was a consultancy, not like your traditional agency model. Yeah. And um, that worked really well. I mean, we used this thing called LinkedIn. I'd been using it for a couple of years by then, yep. and and all of that, and put an ad, up, put just put a note up on LinkedIn, a post up saying not for profit recruitment's open for business. Two days later, um, had money in my bank account, and That's I was bizarre, like, from some guy I've never even met yep. that shared the post with some other guy and said, "You need to speak. This guy is a specialist in non profit." For two days. Um, so special. Yeah. yeah. Well, I call it the, the doctor syndrome. If I put a white jacket on and a stethoscope yeah. around my neck and I walk into a room like this and say to you, you don't look well, you should have these tablets, you'll take them. Yeah. <laughs> You're a professional because you look it, you act yeah. it, and all that sort of stuff. So you being that and the name's on the box tells you exactly what it is. That's what you are. You're a specialist. Yeah, you're a specialist. And, and it was great. So, I mean, that that was working really well and yeah. um, grew that to multi-six figures pretty quickly and it was it was great, but then you know, ego once again was sitting there and the mate, pattern. Have you noticed? Oh, that I can yet? I can I can do that. I've done a lot of work on that. Yeah, right now. <laughs> so, oh, mates, have I? Yeah, yeah, we all have yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, I went. Oh, hold on a second, I can I can. I'm an entrepreneur. I've got this stuff nailed. Yep. <laughs> and so I started another business. And whilst the other one was still whilst open. the other one was yeah, still yeah. going. 
I didn't have staff at this time. Oh, you still I had a v- I had a VA. Yeah. Um, so I was still doing most of the work hands on and started a uh, networking company and just like a, like a BNI similar type of equivalent. And we grew that to about five or six little networking groups, which was good. Um, then I went, hold on, please, sir. Can I have some more? Mm. And, uh, I went and bought a marketing license. So I dropped a hundred grand and bought a couple of marketing license for a legal company. Um, back then it was conveyancing works. And, um, so they sold to Slater and Gordon. And yep. so I had these three different businesses, not serving at all one another. Um, as and far as, yeah, yeah. Well, you just, just me and a couple of VAs <laughs> at this time. Um, and the, the problem was, was the, the target markets that I was operating in, I couldn't cross pollinate into the different businesses. Yeah. So, which really, you know, screwed Play me up. Yeah. And, uh, at that time as well, um, decided that we would end the marriage and, uh, you know, and just. And do you think that the, the fact that you were running three businesses on your own with a couple of VAs oh, had a massive impact on the family? Yeah. I, I mean, I take full responsibility yeah. for it. It was, you know, it was all me. There's no, that's, that's it. It was me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it happens yeah. a lot though. It, yeah. it happens, it happens a lot, especially with entrepreneurs that haven't got it yet. Yeah. And I don't, don't realize that you need shit to actually work on every angle as opposed yeah. to just one. Just one. Yeah. I am king. I'm it's the ego yeah. thing, as yeah. you mentioned before, yeah. it's like, fuck that one works. I can do that again and again and again. And the thing is you get to a point where it blows up. Yeah. And obviously that's what's happened. Yeah. Maybe not in the business, but in the family side. Yeah. So the, fam- the fam- family is, went first. Yeah. Family went first. And then, uh, uh, I um, exited the the networking company and I just handed the networking company over to the members to run themselves. Yep. Um, so everyone's like, oh, why didn't you go sell it? I'm like, I just, it would have been another thing that I had to worry about. So you I just do. went, here you go. Um, and then I uh, took a hit and exited the conveyancing business. I mean, I made my money back through the years, but yeah, I took yeah. a hit on the exit um, from that aspect and then just shut down um, the, recruitment. The, the recruitment. And uh then when when I separated, I wanted to make sure that my, my ex and my, my daughter were looked after and sold the properties and did all of that. And uh, then I took took all the debt that we had and uh, yeah, just ended that as you did, fell on the sword and yeah. uh, went went under the went under the bankruptcy scenario. Off no, we the like back to of call that, it so. financial flatline. Yeah, yeah, it was. That's it was what we call fun. it in this place. It's <laughs> a financial flatline, and yeah. and flatlines can always be restarted. Yeah. Oh, right. this is, it was it was great. Everyone's like, oh, you're amazing. No, no, no I've, no. I've stuffed up many times. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so then then we bounce back, do we? Yeah. Well, I, once again, I took another sabbatical. So okay. after that, I was just like, shit, I've got to get this right. So the you first know? one you went sabbatical, you were stacking um, satellite dishes on yeah, the yeah. on a on a pallet. Yeah. What we do for this one? This one, I went. There's a company called Absolute Domestics. Okay. And uh, I went. You know what? I just I just want something that's going to be mind-numbingly boring that I don't need to. I don't. I don't <laughs> really even need to speak to anybody about because yeah. I just need to fix my head. Um, cause that's what, that's what killed me. The ego just smashed me on it mm-hmm. and I thought it was too good. So, uh, absolute domestics is a commercial oh, cleaning company. Mums and nice. dads, two, yeah. three hour cleans every week. So I went, cool, let's go do this. Pay wasn't amazing, but I went, I, I need X you amount. <laughs> yeah. I need X amount to put a roof over my head, you know, co- cover some food and, and I'll worry about the rest later. Yeah. So I did that for about, uh, probably about four months, um, where I was just cleaning houses and it, and it was great. The clients loved me. They're like, John, you're doing such a great job. Like what? <laughs> why is a young guy like you, you seem to like know a lot of stuff, you know, cause these are a lot of these people are business owners. Yeah. Why are you cleaning? You know, just share. I don't have got nothing to hide. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm stuffed up royally. Um, this is what I did. So look, literally I was cleaning for, you know, two, three hours at multiple houses a day and listening to audio books and getting my, and, and getting my mindset and just thinking about, okay, well, what is the business idea? What am I good at? Mm-hmm. Uh, all of that. I, I was still engaging um, with my coach for a little bit at that, at that time back then. And, 
had to go, I was doing a bit of John D. Martini stuff and yep. just getting that right. And, um, had to, I remember sitting down at the Combsley, uh, uh Combsley, um, hockey fields down where they are now. And I'm um, sitting on the water's edge there and had to go and write a thousand reasons why I was grateful for being broke. Yeah. Um, took me eight hours. I got 276 and <laughs> went back to my coach and said, please, sir, can we have a chat? Um, and he goes, we'll have a chat, but you got to go write the other thousand. And, um, yeah, that went, that went well. Um, yeah, so, so that was interesting. And then this whole LinkedIn thing came back to me where I was so like. So how old are we now? Like this recently? Oh, no, this is going, this going back. Good. What are we now? Eight, nine years ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. we're talking to the. 2011? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's a blur. Oh, well, of course it is. It's that time <laughs> in your life where it's yeah. shit and yeah. Yeah. you want to get rid of it, but at the same time, I love the way you embrace it and you moved on. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was, um, yeah, I mean, it was like, it was tough. People have had it tougher. Oh, exactly. You're still breathing. <laughs> yeah, you still yeah, got a beautiful yeah, daughter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? I'll, I'll wake up every day and you're like, okay, cool, let's go do stuff. So, yeah. yeah. So the big thing here, you've come up with this idea, is it? Or as a thought, or how did it pop in well, your head? I was sitting there going, well, "What can I do?" And you know, so you were actively thinking, yeah, about I was it. like constantly every day going, "Are you kidding me?" Like, yeah. you know, this this can't be it. I'm not, I'm not going back and getting a job. Not going back to sales. Yeah, I'm not going back and getting a job or anything like that. Yeah, and, you know, obviously that thought did cross your mind, and you're just like, "Nah, I can't, I can't do it." Mm. Um, and and so I just went, "Well, where where are my skills? What am I good at? What do I enjoy?" What could I do even if people didn't pay me? You know, that, those types of things. And um, I really love speaking. Really love speaking. I was pretty good at this stage in being able to monetize LinkedIn. I had a gazillion connections at that time, probably, I don't know, four or 5,000 connections or whatever. When you say monetizing LinkedIn, what do you mean? Reaching out, connecting to somebody, saying, hey, have you got a problem or challenge? Maybe I can help solve it. So okay. I'd, I'd Explain view. that to me more. So uh, in the advertising business, I, I like most employees, you had Rolodexes of business cards yep. from sales. So I sat down there with a couple of nice bottles of wine and uh, yeah, just, just started sitting there and drinking wine and connecting with people on LinkedIn and, and just keeping from the, the Rolodex from the Rolodex and Over. just, and just kept going. So I went, cool, I've got my own database now. Um, and then in the recruitment space, I mean, LinkedIn was vital in that. So we're just connecting with CEOs, business owners. Hey, you might, this might not be a fit for you right now, but however, you know, next so time when you're looking, connecting, you're, yep. you go click connect or or ask to connect or whatever. Yeah, actually yeah. personalizing. You the then message. actually have a conversation with yeah. them as opposed yeah. to I just need to get the numbers up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so here, here's here's a thought. Actually, follow up with people. Well, hey, yeah. let's not yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not communicate. What? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. So it was connecting, and then you're like literally, you know, thanking them for connecting and asking them a question, and and we know that it's still only the small percentage that respond. Yeah, of course. But it, but it's it's the effort. Um, that's going through and it's the consistency behind it. We do it on a daily basis here. Yeah. Like anyone's birthday that comes up on my LinkedIn profile just gets a happy birthday. Yeah. Thanks. Congrats yeah. on your new job. Yeah. Like just, just literally that, that communication things, with them yeah. because as you, as you say, like you never know when you're going to want to throw something out there and they come back and go, oh, that's right. That's a bloke that said happy birthday mm-hmm. to me. That's the sort of thing. And it's the old fashioned communication. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like I had a call today with a guy at the sunny coast and we connected at a speaking engagement. I spoke back at it 2016. Okay. And uh, first time we've chatted since. Uh, well, we had one conversation after the speaking engagement. Yep. Wasn't a fit um, at that point. And he reached out the other day and he's like, Oh, I want to have a chat. You know, business is growing, business is going good. I've been following you online on LinkedIn. Um, just love your authenticity, love what you're doing. I think there's something we can do together. Um, let's, let's explore it. Love you know? it. And you're like, Okay. 
So, so you come up with this thing. You think Fuck, LinkedIn's the way to go. This is the, there's definitely something there. Yep. How'd you work out what it was that you wanted to do? Headline three bullet points go. So, really? So it was literally okay. Cool. Let's go. Okay. Um, I I was um I was doing some work with an internet marketing guy uh, in the US at the time. And because, um, you know, when you're broke on your ass, you, you keep all your money, right? No, yeah, you invest it in education and, mm. and get yourself ready. So I'd seen what he was doing with like affiliate marketing and all of those types of things. And I went, hold on a second, I've got all these connections here. I know how to reach out and connect with people. Um, people have been saying to me, John, can I pick your brain about this LinkedIn thing? Um, so I went, okay, well, I'm just going to run some webinars. So I bought Infusionsoft back then when I had no money. Yeah. Bought, uh, I think it was GoToMeeting or GoToWebinar when, yeah. that, when that came out. And started reaching out to people and saying, hey, I'm putting on a webinar. And I put three webinars on over three weeks, price pointed it differently, each one just to sort of see what stuck. And 297 bucks worked back then. Yeah. Uh, and I sold an eight-week LinkedIn masterclass. And I was like, cool. Three webinars made about five or six grand. And I was like, holy crap, that was that was easy. I spent like literally about four hours yep. speaking to a bunch of people. And how many people return. were on those first webinars? It was, it was like a 60 to 75% conversion rate. Wow. So, so there weren't that many. There weren't that many people on there, but yeah, yeah whatever that works. Probably, I think I had like twenty, twenty-five people even, in the even, in the program. Even that's good conversion rate. It, w- it was awesome back then. You're not like good luck getting that now. Yeah. But but back then, because it was still like particularly yeah. in Australia and all of that, it was it was quite yeah. It was still coming through the ranks. People were still like, well, "What is this thing?" Mm. Um. So yeah, that was re- that was really good. And I went, "Here we go." Um. So then I went from that to running workshops and um online courses, workshops on how to do it. And um, then I got into um, another business partnership. He, this person was doing Facebook type stuff. I was doing LinkedIn and um, that ended about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just didn't work out. And, yeah. And uh, so I bought my brand and everything back out. And uh, during that time, we started seeing like, you know, every Tom, Dick and Harry who's had three minutes of doing something says, oh, now I'm an expert. Yep. Um, and next thing you know, your, your whole program's online under somebody else's name. <laughs> so, oh, mate, it cracks me up. And it's like these young kids that become life coaches. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm, I remember, I'm a big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk yeah. and uh, went to his, his conference in Brisbane. And first thing he says, if you're a 22 year old life coach, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. haven't even had a life yet. How can you be a coach? Yeah. yeah. It's like, and the exact same thing. Like you've done your, your one hour course. Oh, let's copy that. Well, yeah. We can do that. We can make millions. Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah it was funny. I saw the same thing yesterday. Someone tagged me in a post on Facebook about LinkedIn and then there's about three people in the post who popped up saying, you know, I, don't, I wish them all the best of luck. Yeah, so good, luck. good on you, mate. But, but it popped up and I'm like, oh, yeah, I know how to do something. I'm like, I literally had a phone call with you six weeks ago <laughs> because you were asking me if I could do it for you because yeah. you didn't know how to do it. And now, like, now is, it, like is, it, is it like everyone's just decided Facebook is crap now and we're going to go LinkedIn? Pretty uh, much. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was quite funny. So uh, when did you get, <laughs> when, when did you become the LinkedIn guru? Uh, it's going on 11 years now. Okay. Yeah. So, you, so 11 years you've been on LinkedIn. 11 right? years. Yeah. Yeah. But when did you, when did people start saying, oh, John Pelham, he's actually the, he's the, he's the guru. Probably about 10 years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. That long ago? Ten, 10 years ago where yeah. I've, I really start to do more, like more, because I was, I was speaking a lot. I was doing a lot of the Chamber of Commerce events. Yep. Surf Corp events and all of that around there. Um, guru status would be, you know, like there's plenty of people that were making a gazillion dollars yeah, more of course. than me. Um, but I was, I was well known in that space. John is, John knows his stuff yep. when it goes, when it goes to monetizing. And, so when yeah. did you, when we are able to make a living out of it? 
about eight years ago. Okay. So yeah. you three years of, yeah. of, of yeah. sort of like proper living. doing it yeah. tough. And then yeah. for the last eight yeah. years you've been able to live off this stuff. Yeah, fir- I mean, first couple of years was like you're still you're still doing over six figures, but it was quite sporadic mm. um during that time. And then yeah, since then it was like just getting the program right. And even like even when I bought my brand back over the last two years, we've been reform re you know, reshaping. So what's the your products. brand? Uh, direct messaging is is the company, okay. the, 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 all the brand that we operate under uh, for it. So, and what does direct messaging do? Here's, uh, here's your thirty second pitch. Help people monetize LinkedIn. <laughs> there we go. We do. It's yeah, written on the box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you're sitting here at the moment in a Keep shirt. K E A P. What's yeah. Keep? Uh, Keep is uh, Infusionsoft. A okay. lot of people, are, which is the yeah, which number one small business. Yeah. So Keep, well, Infusionsoft, literally rebranded today as Keep. So, so all the, of their everything's now everything's keep? now keep so we've got um infusion soft by keep which is more designed for the um more traditional smaller like gr- growing small businesses yep. and keep itself is really targeted for those ones who are probably using like a male chimp right now and okay. looking to grow a bit further so um from that aspect so it's a next level you know entry level really good quality crm sales process so you're um you're an infusion soft sales person uh certified partner yes yeah, so yep. i keep certified partner and sorry that was that was derogatory you're not a salesperson you're a yeah, partner partner yeah <laughs> sell stuff um but yeah no so so what we do direct messaging wise it's how do we leverage linkedin from a lead gen perspective and then tackle that in with with keep yep. essentially or infusion soft by keep and bring that into the machine so we're really building a Marketing and sales machine powered by LinkedIn and Keep. That's, Excellent. That's what we so, yeah. why not Facebook? Why not Twitter? Why not Insta? Nothing's wrong with them. I mean, they're like, no, but why, you know, why haven't you gone that way? Because it works. Uh, yeah, I mean, LinkedIn. <laughs> I've I've been using it for a gazillion years. Yeah. I know how it works. It operates. If you pick up the phone and follow up, it's it's less hypey. Um, Is it because LinkedIn's the business Facebook? Well, which is what it was always which, pretty much sold which, as. Which it cracks me up because because yeah. people go, "Oh, my target market isn't on LinkedIn." And I'm like, "What humans? <laughs> what do you mean?" But they see that more as a as a actual. It's, that's where they're going to buy more than they're going to buy on Facebook. Well, expect. yeah, and I mean, like like everyone, like so. I'm part of Frank Kern's inner circle, and those who don't know Frank, he's one of the top direct response marketers on the planet. And mm-hmm. you know, the vast majority of his stuff is Facebook. Yeah. Um, and he does a little bit on LinkedIn, but you know, I, that's where all my stuff is on. We do a little bit on Facebook, a little bit on Instagram and stuff, but it's, it's LinkedIn and it's just what, what works, like what vertical do you pick and you know, which one, it all comes down to your target market as well. Like what are, where are they at in their business journey and cycle and all, and all of that as well. And I've just found, um, uh, are cost per click cheaper on Facebook? Yes. Uh, cost to get somebody's name and email address cheaper on Facebook? Possibly. Um, is the conversion rate better on Facebook? In my opinion, hell no. Mm-hmm. Um, like we, we, we'll look at a conversion rate of anywhere from, you know, 500 to 1500 bucks, depending on what we're selling. Yep. Um, on Facebook, that would cost us about three and a half grand. Just big, because you're rolling through so many different people that just yeah. aren't at that stage. Um, yeah. So how long have you, has this got left? LinkedIn. Mm. Because like fa- what, what I mean though by that is that Facebook's reinvented itself probably three, four yeah. times now. Yeah. Like now it's a video. Yeah. Like it, it went from let's yeah. sell a little blog, then hey, let's look at some pictures, and then now we're moving into video and more sort of marketplace sales type stuff, yeah. gum tree type stuff if you like. Yeah. But um, whereas Insta's Insta. Yeah. Like and so Facebook bought Insta then, so they moved that over there. And yeah. like if you look at that, whereas LinkedIn yeah. is – like you mentioned before, it's your Rolodex. Well, yeah, I think it's like as far as the platform, mm-hmm. I mean, it could shut down tomorrow. Yep. But the the process 
the structure, the system behind it, it works. So could I create a new LinkedIn? Of course you could. Would it work? If you if you put a lot of lot of revenue behind it and a lot of time to get the people on the platform and build a great community, I mean, there's 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 a gazillion of them starting up all the time. Of course there is. Um, but you know, as far as far as the the the, the foundational, like LinkedIn is a marketing channel. That's yes. all it is. So if LinkedIn stopped working, and there was a new one over here, LinkedIn two point Yeah. You're just going, okay, well, we're just going to LinkedIn 2.0 and rolling the same presses. It's it's how do we connect with somebody, have a conversation, turn it into cash. I love it. So it's my simple, the big, the big thing about what you've just explained there is it's one small portion of what you actually do. Yeah, I mean, you can, it's, you, it's, it's a channel. Yeah, it's a channel. Direct mail works really well. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Know? We need multiple channels to run a business. Yeah. And I think it's, it's really interesting. Now, you've gone full circle. You've gone from being the ego-driven young bloke that's yeah. gone out there and I can do everything. I can run four businesses on yeah. my own. I can do all this sort of stuff. Now to realize, actually, I need multiple streams of income. I need different channels. I need yeah. all this. So now instead of running a um, uh, instead of small business, you're actually running a company now. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's really good for people to learn that they need to look at these things as like LinkedIn's probably a minor part of what your actual business is. Well, I mean, it's it's a matter of I think for me, it's being dumb and boring. Yes, which is the key. So not trying to. It's the the pretenders, which you know the world's full of them. Yep. Of oh, we should do this, and next week it's this, and then the other week it's this. It just doesn't doesn't work, and which which is why personally, and this is no disrespect to anybody, yeah, do whatever you want. But if you're a marketing agency that does everything, so if you do Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads, YouTube ads, and all that, mate, you, you, there is no way I'm going to engage with you because you you literally have no specialization. Yes. Now, don't get me wrong. Is the framework <laughs> is the is is the way that you go about it the same on all of those channels? Possibly. Yep. But, but it's completely yeah, different. It's completely different. Like the way that you would converse with somebody off the back of a LinkedIn message versus a Facebook message, completely different. Definitely. Even though it could be the exact same person, but the language you use is going to be different. Yeah. No, I, I love it. I, I think it's uh, it's really good. So now, how many people you got in your business? Are you? Uh, yeah. So we're we're up to eleven. We scaled back to five. Yep. Um. So we yeah, that's that's what we did. We really re- so we do a fair bit of done for you and and all of that. And what's um, done for you? Uh, like we'll actually act as you, for you okay. on LinkedIn and, yep. and build the connections and things. Done for you, like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like every business, you have these learnings and this is what we're, this is what we've been testing and measuring over the last yeah. couple of years when I bought the brand back was um, we had the model out there and we're like, great, let's just, let's go recruiting. Like, let's go recruit clients um, and get this done for them. And we, like, we are not your sales team. I don't know how many times <laughs> I say this on webinars, on stages, in one-on-one consultations. We are not your sales team. We are not appointment setters. We write your profile. We get your presence. We build your connections. We kickstart a conversation for you and your sales team to go and make a sale. For yep. you guys to go and follow up. That's what we do. Um, and so we started recruiting clients and, and the last couple of years has been really great. Like we grew really fast. Um, and we're not talking Too million- fast? No, not really. No, because okay. the, the model that we've got, we can, you know, just repeat higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So which is great. Um, but what we found was we are getting – that company, not that they wanted a magic pill because we're charging enough for them to make sure that they, they understood it wasn't a magic pill, but we got the company where it was, you know what, John, if I don't make a return here, that's all your fault. (laughs) And we'd be like, well, hold on a second. You know, those 64 people that, that we got a positive engagement from over the last three months, um, where literally someone would say, can you please give me a quote? Um, did you pick up the phone and speak to them? Oh, no, I haven't, but that's beside the point. Yeah. 
Um, so we, we've really like the last three, four months really changed that direction on there because we noticed that like it just kept happening. People are, and it was, it was in that growth phase of where they're doing about 250 to about 750, just shy of a mil yep. mark where it was still there. They're not in that sales mentality mindset. So we we're, we're like, okay, well, if we're going to do full on done for you services now, you've got to be, you know, in that three to sort of $20 million bracket because you've got a sales team. We're going to give them leads. They're already used to inquiries coming through that someone will pick up the phone. Yep. Um, so that's been working really well with clients in that space. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I love how you're learning every day, mate, because that's one of you the most to. important things is, yeah. and you can put in patentable, repeatable processes to yeah. do stuff. However, if the pattern or something's broken, change it. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's the biggest, that's why people go broke is the fact that they don't. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, uh, I think that's amazing. What's your greatest achievement in life? Hannah, daughter. Is a daughter an achievement? I think I think she is. Yeah. No, <laughs> she, mate, I agree. I, and she, I ask this every time. I ask this to everyone because yeah. a lot, everyone says they're kids. Yeah. And is the achievement actually having the child or bringing them up to I think uh, bring them up? I think I think it's like what's really cool is because like I don't see her every day. She doesn't yeah. live with me. But when she does, or if I go speaking and she's down there, she'll come and support me. And um, her big thing now is like uh, the all the kids are doing all the slime stuff. Oh yeah. Okay? yeah. So she wants to create a YouTube channel called Hannah Slimerama. Yeah. So she's actually started recording videos of her making slime and showing stuff. And that's, that's awesome. Like for me, for this little shy girl to now jump on behind a video and record a video and do like 10 minute video. That's awesome, like, isn't it? Bang, here we go. That's like great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that, that's, that's awesome from that aspect. Outside of Hannah, I think. Um, I just like the achievement. I, I love doing what I do. Like yeah. I've got a pretty good life. Like I live, live across the road at the beach down at Coolangatta. Yeah. Um, wake up if my feet don't hit the sand in the morning, something's wrong or I'm traveling, <laughs> speaking somewhere. Um, and it's, you know, I, I, I sit behind a laptop and do zoom calls and got a team in the Philippines and look, I've got a great life. I, I get to do what I love doing. And that's you the know? most important thing. Yeah. And, and I'm yeah. a true believer that if you don't like doing what you're doing, don't do it. Yeah, go change. Oh, go, go drive an Uber. Only right, person that can make that decision is you. Yep. And that, that's that's very, very true. Personal people who have been the most influential in your career or you personally? Uh, definitely Bill Pollock from uh, Drake. Yep. He, yeah, he was he was amazing. Are you still in touch with him? Um, I reach out to him maybe once a year or something okay. like that. Yeah. But he was, yeah, great. Just so smart. Yeah. So smart, and you just ask him, and you just go, "Wow!" Um, <laughs> from a uh, from a sort of the, the mindset, and and help me through that. Uh, definitely, Doctor John D. Martini. I mean, if you haven't done the breakthrough experience, you got to go do that at least once. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was great. He he talks really really quick. Yeah. Um, and you'll probably cry a gazillion times, oh, but it's always it's, good to have a cry. What, what I love about it, it's it's actual. Um, it's not hype work. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's there's a lot of hype out there. Um, and this is no, 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 you do the work, you get the result. That's, that's the yeah. way it works. Um, yeah. So that, those guys, those guys are great. And, uh, back when I was losing everything, um, I read a great book, um, by a guy called Dave Ramsey from the straight, uh, from, from the States, uh, called total money makeover. Mm-hmm. And that, that, yeah, that was, that was a big turning point back then. Yeah. And were you a big reader all through your life? No. Yeah, I'm the no. same. I don't read shit. No. I don't read nothing. I've actually just read the uh, Celeste Barber book. I don't know if you know who Celeste Barber is. Yeah. She's uh, she's a an Instagram famous chick at the moment. Yeah. She's she's 
Um, she's been acting for 10 years on, uh, probably maybe even longer now, okay. but she's famous. She's got five and a half million followers on Instagram. She she lives up here now, yep. but um, she just takes the piss out of celebrities. Yep. Like you'll see a picture of Kim Kardashian laying on a thing and she'll do the same and she hasn't got a Kim oh, Kardashian, right. but one of those two things, right? <laughs> yep. And she actually, I found out later in life that she's actually married one of the guys I went to school with. Oh, really? <laughs> so it's pretty funny. <laughs> but I read that book and that was hilarious. But prior to that, I don't read books at all. Yeah. But it's funny you, you mentioned that because I read uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad when, in the year 2000 and it changed my life completely. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd sit there and go like, okay, I'm not a reader, but I read this book and it's just changed my life. It's like, yeah. fuck, maybe I should read more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a, like a, a business books I'm, yeah. I'm all good with. Like I'll probably read you know, not one a week, but one every couple of weeks. Audible's great. I, yeah, I, love, I love, love, audio love, books. love audio books. But yeah, like fiction and all of that, I'm like, yeah. Rather just chill out and zone out and watch Netflix or something. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you there. <laughs> yeah. Mate, some quick fire questions. Favorite food? Oh, God. Uh, steak. Favorite song? Not a big music guy. Okay. Yeah. Favorite place in the world? Um, I live in paradise down at Coolangatta, <laughs> so it's, it's pretty awesome. What's yeah. next for John? Same stuff. We're just, we're, I'm, I'm great going, growing the business, speaking, go to the States soon. No, what are you doing in the States? I was speaking at a conference over there about LinkedIn, so. Yeah. Right, that's yeah. awesome, so, isn't it? Yeah, it's good fun. Mate, this is the first time I've met you and you can just feel yeah. like the energy in this room when you come in lifts, right? Yeah. And the thing is I can see that you're just a happy bloke, right? Yeah. You're you're in the space where yeah. you are. And, mate, that needs to rub off on more people. Yeah. So getting you on stage and talking more is, is definitely the best yeah. thing to do. That's what I mean. I, I love what I do and that's what, it's, it's always hard but to ask when, pe- when people go, you know, what you, what's going to be for you in five years? I love when I'm you like, walk in and you go, shit, I should have wore shorts. Yeah. Uh, that was awesome. And it's like you come into someone's office, you've never met him, you're like, oh, what should I wear? And I've got a pair of shorts and thongs on. And it's like, oh, damn it. Uh, but no, but I love, the, I love the fact you're doing what you're doing. I mean, more people should do what they do. Yeah. You, you've, you've gone up, you've gone down, you've bounced back from your financial flatline yeah. and, and you're moving things forward. As far as I'm concerned, you're an awesome human. And thanks so much for joining me. Thanks, Brett. Really appreciate it. Hey guys, thanks for listening. And what an amazing human. Don't forget to hit us up on all the social channels at BJ Macker and look out for more Meteor 8 podcasts.